everybody. Welcome to the New World Podcast bonus episode number 10. We are going to take a slight break from our New World movies, and we're going to talk about a different movie tonight in this bonus episode. Are you guys ready for us to talk about Psycho Goreman? Hell yeah. Many moons ago, a nameless evil was imprisoned in a place far beyond reach. Hurry up! If he were ever to be released, it would spell certain doom for all existence. Is that fear I smell? Your planet will be torn to pieces, and I will treat your Look. screams as I rip. Is this yours? Uh, oh my god. The gem of Paraxonite. Whoever wields it is able to command me. Go over there. You will suffer an eternity for this. Bye. Mom, Dad, I want you to meet Psycho Gorman, or PG for short. I will bathe in your blood. Don't worry. Be worried. He's gonna kill everybody, not unless I tell him to. What did you three maniacs get up to? Um, this is getting a little weird. This sick game must come to an end. She will enslave the galaxy into endless servitude. Kill him! Cool. The ultimate evil has awoken. Yeah, Psycho Goreman technically came out into some movie festivals in 2020, but officially released in the top of 2021 in January as a VOD and a Blu-ray. That's what I watched. I have the Blu-ray. That's how I watched Psycho Goreman. Total blind buy. And I said, what the heck? Let's watch it. And then I said, we must watch it and talk about it. So I got to ask your guys' thoughts. Mark, Mm what would you think of Psycho Goreman? Well, first of all, is it Psycho Goreman or Psycho Gorman? I, I, I want to make sure I get the pronunciation <laughs> right. As someone who has a last name that people frequently mispronounce, uh, I want to make That's sure true. I'm not offending <laughs> we, the producers uh, of this movie. Does Mark uh, know that we all have the same last name? <laughs> yeah, I don't is think he, he's I don't think right. he's just, it's just he's still coming name. to that. He's still coming to that realization. <laughs> Don't, nobody tell him we all have the same last name. He doesn't always mispronounce. Mark is one, either, of those, either, one of those. He's a he's a sibling that always goes. You know what? I talked to my dad yesterday, and I go, "Yeah, I, <laughs> he's our dad. He's both yes, of our dads." But, but I'm just assuming you don't have the same mispronunciation problem that I do. So mm. I, that's just a me thing. That's in my world. <laughs> I want to own they, that. Okay. Maybe they're mispronouncing <laughs> the whole thing. They're like Mayark. 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 <laughs> Well, I can't even get your name right. That is right. That is Mark. I am Ryan. And also, here's Erica. Oh, hi. I didn't even intro us right, but. Because it's a bonus. Because I'm can do so. do whatever ex- you want. I, You're I know. Off, it's so. Off the rails. Yeah, we are. We're the loosey goosiness. And, you know, we're talking about. I'm super excited to talk about this movie. Again, Mark, what did you think of Psycho? And I do believe they say in the film, Psycho Goreman. See, I thought it was Gorman the whole time. I. I uh, you know, I okay. I obviously I didn't pay attention to the m- pronunciation because I love this movie. I absolutely <laughs> loved every bit of it. So Yay! I was like, you know, I don't need. I don't care how you pronounce it. Let's make a sequel. Come on, everybody, let's <laughs> yes. do it. Yes, yes, yes. I'm so glad to hear it. Did you watch it with your whole family, or did you watch it alone? I did. I did. I watched it with my whole family. And here's the thing. I want to set this up right at the top. So this movie, and I'm, I know we're going to get into all of our opinions here, but I just want to say, at the very beginning of this movie, you have the uh, voiceover kind of explaining the world and the history, and you have the uh, uh, the uh, words that uh, the whatever, scroll, the, the, the opening the, the scroll, scroll, sure, the scroll that that you you insiders, you know this. I don't know these things. <laughs> so that you have the scroll, and I'm watching the scroll, and. The last line and the third paragraph, there is one more carriage return. And I went, 
the spacing is off between the sc- these paragraphs in the scroll. And at first I was like, this is, this, this is annoying. Why would you not notice that there's an extra carriage return? And then I thought, you know what? That's the kind of movie we're getting into. We don't need to care about these little details. Enjoy nope. the ride. Stop mm-hmm. paying. Don't worry about tiny little things that don't make sense or maybe some low budget elements that you're like, ah, that could have been better. Just take it for what it is and enjoy every minute of it. And that's that's what I loved about this movie. I wonder if that was going to be a tripping up point because I remember when we talked about Death Sport. Now, Death Sport is Death a, like a voiceover. Sport. Death yeah. Sport. Yeah. That was like a voiceover, not a scroll. I remember that being something that tripped you up during Death Sport. In fact, all of us. Uh, it, when movies do that and they just sort of speak the the lead up to the film i'm always like uh i think i don't know i maybe got some of that i'm not 100 percent well i I just you guys i don't read or listen very well when it comes to movies so i didn't take anything away from that opening scroll yeah i went in fully blind but you don't when they tried but it's fine it's like you know (laughs) the the point is is that mark had the right idea you're gonna you're gonna jump in and you're in for a ride because this movie starts and doesn't stop. It's it, it really gets going like right away mm-hmm. and wastes no time throughout the movie as it tells a story about two little kids who basically inadvertently unearth the most evil creature in the galaxy, essentially. Mm-hmm. Right. By playing this dumbass game that they have invented. <laughs> <laughs> right. That, that, has... that they don't bother to explain. It doesn't matter. It never matters. Don't worry about all of the, you, you know, the little details oh, yeah, because you don't need to. this movie is just too fun. Mm-hmm. It's too fun. What'd you think, Erica? I, I also loved it. I thought just, I loved how much it seemed to not take itself seriously from minute one. Yeah. And I mentioned this to Ryan when, when I was watching it, I really liked the take on having the younger sister be in charge and be the bully Mm -hmm. and be the brat, just because traditionally that's often the role played by the older brother, like Goonies, you know, um, a lot of other movies like that. It's Mm -hmm. I'm failing on thinking of any more examples, but you know what I'm saying? It's usually the older brother. That's like, Hey, you know, that's in charge and is kind of bossing everybody around calling the shots. And I thought it was just fun to see the younger sister kind of be, the brat and the mm-hmm. tough person and have the younger brother be like no the older I brother can't. yeah he's <laughs> he was to. Like, he was the moral compass where, yeah. and that would usually be switched yeah yeah you know? i liked that take i thought it was really fun um i i just thought the casting was great i loved the kids of course and i loved the parents mimi oh, and um I, mimi's me, the little girl yeah mimi's the parents I, the I, i'm dad. sorry you if you make a sequel so to this movie, can we please just have the mom and dad? And uh, emphasis yes. this time on the dad. I could yes. watch him for an hour and a half. His Greg and Susan was yes. so amazing. Oh. His character. I mean, I keep talking. I told Erica, I love that part where she goes, where she, he's made dinner and he made it all in the microwave. <laughs> and he even asked their friend who's staying over for to, to eat, um, Alistair. He's like... Hey, what do you think of it's my special recipe of the chicken? And he's like, well, and, and Luke's like, it's a little dry. And he's like, well, the microwave will do that. But it really does bring out the flavor. And then she goes, his wife later goes, what do you do to the to the to the microwave? He was like, uh, I made a delicious meal for my family. You're welcome. And the microwave I mean, is a disaster inside. It's just yeah. destroyed. I mean, he was like like my absolute hero yes. in this film he was just, when they ask him amazing. to fill in that when they ask him to fill in the dirt in the hole and he takes one shovel full he's like oh my wrist my <laughs> and he, wrist he, he immediately <laughs> and his wife his and his wife is like oh here we go <laughs> <laughs> he is just he is so now, good now now you director, would think that he's feigning you would think he's feigning that injury but they they carry it all the way through like he is truly yeah. he's and, truly and he owning that he keeps his wrist wrapped <laughs> for the rest that, of like, the gauze movie that you buy at cbs yep <laughs> it's like that tan gauze you can get it anywhere oh, and he so is good. he also is like later is like yeah i think i'm gonna take a couple weeks off from work until this heals <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> he, spoiler he, he, spoiler he, he has no job 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> that we know of. He never yeah. mentioned. We don't know what he ever does. He was just so good. And director Stephen Kostansky on the, in the director's commentary, the Blu-ray said that like he had made this. He he wrote that part specifically for the guy who plays that role, Adam Brooks, because they're all part of this Canadian um, director, like uh, like directors group called Astron Six, which I, I hate mm. to say. This is my intro to them as a collective mm-hmm. film co- film director collective. Mm-hmm. They used to they started doing a lot of like YouTube videos together, which are sort of like sketch like, but they'd also do these like extended trailers of these fake movies that they weren't doing. And then um, Steve Kostansky, who has gone on to direct a few legit movies. Well, very le- these are all legit movies, but he directed The Void, which is like actually a, sort of a serious horror film. And he also directed one of the most recent Leprechaun movie. Oh, he then directed this, but he had also directed a movie called Manborg, which Adam Brooks, who plays the dad, is also in. But they also they did a couple other movies together as a collective as Astron Six. They did a movie called Father's Day, which actually came out from Trauma. But they also made a movie which Adam Brooks is the star of, Mark. So if you'd like to see more of him, he's in a movie called The Editor, which is a Giallo parody. Oh, it is. Oh, tell me more. And it is, it is, (laughs) it is, honestly, I watched it uh, and thought, I was just mesmerized by it. I was like, this is amazing because I don't know if I can even say it's an outright parody. It obviously is, but they do such an amazing job of looking like a Giallo movie that you're like, but this is a Giallo movie. Like they are nailing it. Like Mm -hmm. just the, 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 the camera work, the push-ins, the way they color backgrounds with light. Um, They dub the entire movie later. Uh, the movie's called The Editor. Adam Brooks plays the editor of a movie. He has no name in the movie. They always just call him Editor. He's editing this <laughs> this horror movie, and then as they're going through, somebody is starting to kill the people in the movie, like mm. like that is what they're really doing. And I'm like, it, they are killing. Like it's it's unbelievable because they are doing it so straight faced. It's such one of those kind of parodies that's not winking. Yeah. It's not silly. And you're That's like, great. this is a great parody of Giallo, but it's also a Giallo at the same token because they are nailing every single thing, like the tone, like, but it's like, if you, it's also like, I can't believe somebody was like, I'm going to write a Giallo parody. <laughs> I'm going to get it funded. And the thing was, is that the people that funded them, they basically burned through the money in almost no time. So then they had to shoot the rest of the movie on a shoestring budget and cast. It looks tremendous. And it's like they shot this for nothing and they made a Giallo parody. Like that is really like specific. That's a very specific. Like I, as a person who made a digital series, that's an apocalypse comedy. I thought, well, that's kind of nichey. This, the editor is a niche movie. This is a niche, niche film to have, but to pitch that idea to be like, okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to make a Giallo. Okay. Uh, I'm playing the other role, the producer. Okay, I'm listening. (laughs) It's a parody. Okay. (laughs) We're going to do it very straight. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) But here's the thing. It's about an editor whose movie he's editing and people are being killed and we're not going to give him a name other than the editor. And that producer yeah. said, how much do you need? I yeah. will write you this check. <laughs> oh, I'd like is, to meet. Uh... I'd like to meet that guy that, that yeah. funded this one. <laughs> it's got a couple of, you know, respectable actors in it. Lawrence Harvey, who was in like the uh, I'd like to meet that human guy centipede too, because movies. I need him to fund steaming steam. We do have to get steaming funded. That's I'm gonna, right. I need to put my script. If he can, pr- if he will put money down <laughs> on, on, on this movie, he will do steaming. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. If the editor Steven can get made, they they also uh, find a girl. I don't know if you can see it. I'm showing the box to Mark. I don't know if you can see I, it. But I, they, yes, I can see it. They 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 found somebody who looked exactly like Catriona McCall from the Beyond, who's also in House of the Cemetery, and uh, you can see her sort of crazy wow. eyes and stuff. Like they 
it's unbelievable the nods they make in this movie. Um, so Adam Brooks co-, co not only is in it, but he co-directs it with Matthew Kennedy, who's also God, briefly Annie co-directs it. Yeah, I always I always admire that because that can't. I feel like that's challenging. That's like the people who can play drums and sing at the same time. Sure. How do you act in it and like? Well, he co-directs it. And then you're like, hold on, let me also set up these scenes. Phil Collins was also an actor on top of that, so he was like the Mm -hmm. trifecta. He could play drums and sing and he could act. That's yeah, that's impressive. Um, He co-directs it with Matthew Kennedy, who's also in the movie too, and also is in, I believe, Psycho Gorman as well, because a lot of the guys. They were both me- all members of Astron 6, and they're all basically in various roles in this because they all play like the guys at Psycho Goreman. They're in that group. Not only the people that are sitting on the, the Council of Light, but also the people that Psycho Goreman calls, like his legion that he calls to sort of like Ugh. kill the kids God. and get rid oh, of them. So good. I that so hard. Every time... So in the movie, they oh call they call Psycho it's Gorman. So they so call good. him PG. So when PG, PG when when like shots are fired at the kids, and he turns and goes, "I should have let those hit you." Yeah, when the police <laughs> come and just are like, so many they times are so scared he's like, by PG. I should have let the kids right. die, and he tells them like, "I should have let you die there." <laughs> it's ultimately so good. it is a very heartwarming movie at the end. Yeah. <laughs> It is. Yeah. Even though it's like a heartwarming even, family ending. It's a family ending, even though the family is watching through like a portal, their yeah. whole world starting to be destructed <laughs> yeah. by him. Yeah. But they're yes. happy because they're like, but we're not gonna die. So it's yeah. cool. <laughs> we're the yeah. only ones left. Right. No, I mean the his, and his delivery, whoever the actor was who played Psycho Gorman, and the way that they do it, it's so well done. When when uh, uh, the, the the younger sister gives him all the magazines. Mm. We brought you some reading material, PG. And TV to watch. Did you sleep okay? I'm sorry we didn't bring any pornos. Petty displays of wealth. How can your short lifespans allow such narcissism? Yeah, but look at all the hunky boys. I do not care for hunky boys. Like that is unbelievable. It's, it's so good. <laughs> All those little details and those little bits. It has a very uh, like Monty Python esque yes. kind of like silliness yes. to it, which yeah. is kind of what they which are. Because so Astron Six, as much as they are like all individually, all they were all individual directors that sort of just teamed together and said we can just help each other make stuff. Um. They, you know, that's essentially where they kind of were. They were just kind of like a Canadian filmmaking money python. And like, I just can't believe that I haven't heard of them until now. The editor came out, I believe, like in 2014 or something like that. And I'm like, what? How did I miss that? How did yeah. I? I mean, I'm so mad at myself for missing it. I'm glad. You are the audience. For I am film. absolutely the audience. How I'm did you miss so it? angry that I didn't know about it until now. And uh, to, to, but to answer your question, Mark, about PG who played him, he's actually played by two different people because there's a guy who played him as far as putting on the suit and the makeup and playing him physically, and then another guy did the voice. Oh. Okay, it's a joint performance. It was a really fun viewing. It truly was. Yeah, it. it I just think this movie is like that's why I had to kind of put it in our spotlight. The last one we did was uh, Never Too Young to Die. And obviously we fell in love with Never Too Young to Die. And that was so much fun. But I was like, we've got to continue that with a movie. I was pretty certain we were all going to love because if you look at like what Psycho Goreman is, it is, it ticks so many like exploitation boxes. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, this is the kind of movie maybe that New World didn't always make, but I think this is a movie they would like hope to make. Maybe they yes. wouldn't always have made one that was also this hilarious because mm-hmm. this movie is so funny. It has it's this, very funny. It's also very violent, very violent very, and very, very gory, violent. very gory. Yeah. And also uh, they don't hold back on just uh, really uh, uh, just letting as long as no one in the family gets hurt, they're going to let everyone else get hurt. Like their friend right. Alistair is turned into like a a, 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 a 
a brain with yeah, eyeballs. A giant, yeah. and giant exposed brain, brain and with eyeballs. You immediately think when tentacles. that happens, like, eventually he's going to turn back into Alistair. Nope. They just let it go. Like, no, nope, that's yeah. the way he is. And we're not <laughs> yeah. changing him back. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, this movie just, like, tonally, like, I mean, just everything about this movie, I was like, yeah, this is this is just the kind of stuff I love to watch. And mm-hmm. it's kind of all thrown into one. And I have to hand it to, to Stephen Kostansky because balancing all the tones, all mm-hmm. the things in this movie... And he also does a lot of the he not all of the effects, but he does some of the effects, um, such as when they first meet and he takes Luke, a PG takes Luke and kind of spins him up in the air. He does mm-hmm. some of the effects. And when you listen to his director's commentary, he will completely make fun of all the effects that he did personally. But um, doing effects and doing sort of uh, a lot of the uh, masks. And so he made a lot of the creatures um, so he did a lot of that kind of stuff already. That's stuff that he was doing. In fact, his one of his earliest movies, Manborg, which is completely shot on green screen. And I think you saw me watching that one night. Yeah. And that is also a hilarious, you know, silly sci-fi, you know, sort of a Terminator on its head, but also kind of mad max it has a lot of mm-hmm. like weird influences but it was like it, it really is a great movie to watch having watched this because you can really see where he started to kind of like dip into building those sort of creature effects building like his ability to to composite though the compositing and the way the different world building that when he goes and cuts into pg's memories and like his stories of his past are way way better than when he did in manborg which obviously was a lot earlier um, probably by 10 years. So he's like learned a lot over that time. He's, he's improved his craft, but it's also Manborg is also still that great sense of humor. That's st- same balancing of tone. And what's even better if anybody gets to watch Manborg is that it is only like an hour long and it's really built as an Astron six movie. Hmm. So they have like almost commercial breaks and bits where they talk about Astron six. And then at the end, they go into like a trailer for a movie, which is a cop movie that they never, obviously they didn't make. It's a fake trailer, mm-hmm. but it goes on and on. And you basically see the little mini movie and it's a riot. And it's so funny because they didn't really have a feature length with Manborg. So they kind of added a little extra in there to kind of make it more uh, feature length. But um, yeah, his balancing that he does of tone, the sci-fi, the horror, like, I'm just like, I'm really like, you know, jazzed about this guy. Cause I'm like, that, that is a really tricky thing to do to have that many disparate things and be able to balance them as well as he did in this movie. I, I will also add one more thing, uh, which is uh, I, and I completely agree with you, but also being able to touch on so many, I mean, we're talking about, you know, these creatures from these other planets and, you know, they have their own, um, agendas and political systems and and all of that he still does a really great job of introducing kind of common tropes into the future for example when uh when the 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 board is discussing psycho gorman and how they he's he's come back to life and they have to destroy him there's like he captures perfectly that sort of corporate bro culture of like we're not gonna listen to the woman who's in charge (laughs) and it's Mm -hmm. like so perfectly captured of like that whole thing like in what is supposed to be like a much smarter more elevated culture that like that stupid like thread could still translate into that group i just thought it was like very smart in how he put that all together yeah also because when they're watching the uh the spoiler alert we, we probably should have said spoiler alert way earlier than this but spoiler alert when they're watching that end fight and this is it like this is the end fight like the huge climactic moment and he's like pass the blooms like he wants the snacks yeah. and then they have like the whole fight about the snacks because one guy's hogging them and like they have a whole disagreement about like snacks and they're supposed to be watching this and making the, uh, yeah. the great part of it is that i think you already are on PG side or enjoy PG, even though he is like pure evil and mm-hmm. he just wants to do nothing but destroy the galaxy. It just because Mimi doesn't 
is a little girl who just doesn't give a shit and has no concern. But the fact that Mark, what you're saying with that, you know, like those are the, that's the good guys, like the galaxy, good guys coming together, talking about how do we get rid of the scourge of the universe, but they suck. And they also mm-hmm. were dumb. Yes. Makes you just, you're just more on PG's side, which yeah. is like, you should, he's the villain. Yeah. He's clearly, he's, He's Pinhead. Like you shouldn't be rooting for him. This is the the, the worst guy in the world. And you're like, yeah, PG is pretty great. And he likes hunky boys. You're totally (laughs) on his side. And you're like, why? He should be the most evil guy. And it just, it adds to like, you're like, yeah, even the good people are a bunch of dum dums. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, it's so good. This movie is so good. Um, I'm so glad you guys both enjoyed it and uh, liked it as much as I did. I uh, This was, again, just something that I had read about and something that I thought, oh, that looks like it could be pretty good. Total blind buy, watch it, and I was like, oh, shit. This is definitely one of my favorite movies so far this year. It's mm-hmm. it's really good. We might yeah. talk about another one of my favorite movies of the year so far as well as we talk about other things that we have watched. Mark, what have you been watching recently? Um, I watched recently My Dear Killer, which is Ooh. one of the, what, forgotten Giallo movies from Vinegar volume Syndrome. Volume 2. Yeah, I have to <clears> get into this because I got, yeah, you got volume 2. We have volume 2 and volume 3 we have to talk about. It, exactly, which I haven't even unwrapped. Um, <laughs> so I just started on volume 2, which is no no disservice to Vinegar Syndrome. I, I'm just late. They're, they're doing a great job. If they put out yeah. volume four right now, if I saw that was available, I'd still buy it. So even yeah. though I'm yeah. two yeah. series behind. But um, so this one is uh, probably one of the more straightforward uh, Giallo movies that that I've seen as part of the uh, uh, forgotten uh, Gialli series or what have you. It's... um. It's uh, a story about in the very beginning uh, this uh, this I, I guess inspector or private detective is asking to uh, drudge out a kind of a man-made lake and then he's he's like suddenly decapitated by a, a crane and this um, uh, inspector is assigned to try and figure out why did this guy die what was he looking for he was decapitated he was decapitated by a crane. No. Done. <laughs> I figured it out. Mystery solved. Done and done. I am I'm the best detective. <laughs> put the cor- put the corner on the oil can cuz Encyclopedia Brown just solved the case just with some deductive listening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, that's fair. That is very fair. Um so, There's obviously uh, more to it, though. I'm sorry, Mike. There is more to it. Uh, a girl had been kidnapped and disappeared, and this uh, this guy uh, that went to the lake was trying to find out, trying to find like there was evidence in the lake. It, it is truly a jolly in the sense that you have um, a, the mother, uh, you have uh, you know the father of this daughter who are separated. You have all these other dif- different families and. And they all have a relationship with this girl who, you know, was ultimately murdered and who murdered this girl and why. So I would say of all the Giallo movies that were for, like the, of the first series, it was the mystery. The Giallo mystery was pretty light. Yeah. Uh, this one is you don't find out till the very, very end. And you really have no idea. They don't wink at it. It's it's like you're trying to kind of piece it together. Right. So George Hilton is in this, who either right before or right after uh, uh, did All the Colors of the Dark, the Sergio oh, okay. Martino movie. Yeah, sure. Um, and, you know, it's it's well done. It's it is, again, like not the gruesome Giallo movie that you would maybe be expecting. It's a little bit more uh, 
a little more of a, a, a Agatha Christie kind of mystery or, or uh, you know, something that's a little more, <laughs> my wife just looked up and was like, wait a minute, would I be interested in this one? <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> that's a little more of like a whodunit. Um, it like, was really, like, a, it, like the killer is one of 13, which is a very sort of, yeah, but this one style. is not done so much like a stage play. It's, it's, it, there are a, a lot of different, uh, situations and, and a lot of different, um, sets. Um, honestly, I really enjoyed it. I, it wasn't, it wasn't great, but I really enjoyed it. I was curious as to who the killer was because I couldn't, yeah. I couldn't figure it out. Um, and the payoff in the end was like, oh, wow. Oh, I didn't expect that to be the person okay well good enough um the extras were you know not all that interesting and pretty limited but um i think it's certainly worth your time and uh, if you if you were debating on buying the second forgotten Gialli box i'd say it's worth picking up and i haven't watched the other two it's worth picking up for this one. I mean, I really did enjoy it. I was into it the cool, whole time. Cool. And it was a mystery that I didn't see coming at the end. So worth, no, worth I gotta watching. get I gotta get on this box set because like you said, we we've got two box sets and they probably will put out a fourth uh pretty soon. And then I'm gonna have to buy that too, and I, I gotta catch up. Um uh and yeah i mean i've been waiting for you to catch up so i just got, i got bored waiting and i was like fine you, yeah no one screw right. it yeah. i'm gonna watch it oh. i'm gonna watch it that's right you know i mean normally yeah, we have a deal where you and i watch these movies almost at the same time uh, <laughs> yes talking yes. to each other on the phone uh right uh, just getting all or- giddy about it doing facetime the whole time but <laughs> i got tired of waiting for you ryan i sat staring at an empty facetime <laughs> right. phone for a long time and i was like fine i'm gonna watch it yeah, you were making your TikToks and just like talking about this movie, and I learned Ryan five different in. dances while you were still trying to figure out how to watch this movie. Okay, you're right, and it's all—it's my fault. And I was too busy wasting time watching things like the forest. There's something following us. There's nothing out there. It's your imagination. Please don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. Please. Which was another blind buy. It's as early '80s slasher, so. And I can see why you bought it. The mm. cover looks really good. It's a good-looking cover. Um, <laughs> I like the box. That is a good-looking cover. It's a good-looking cover. It is a code red release. It does look really nice for the most part. And this is like very early in the cycle. So this is like, I think, um, pretty much after like Friday the 13th. So they are like diving in um, on slasher movies right away. They're not waiting for like a bunch of, you know, other ones to hit. Halloween, Friday the 13th, they're like, okay, we're going to jump into this and make this movie. Um, this director uh, and producer, Don Jones, is the guy who made it. He didn't make a lot of movies, but... I don't want to denigrate it too much because just just in case somebody wants to do it, there are some weird stuff that they add to the formula of a slasher movie in that there are ghosts that talk to characters and help inform them and try to talk to them. But uh, the, the killer is somebody that you kind of know who the killer is right mm-hmm. after, after the opening kill, mm-hmm. which they had to go back and reshoot because this is legitimately a movie that they didn't have enough time running time. So they had to shoot an opening kill, which is as Eric and I watched it. I remember you saying like, get to it, which they were like literally kind of stretching it out and extending. It's a somewhat a product of of its time as well, because at this point, you know, where we're watching it, we've seen so many slashers that were like, this seems to be taking a sweet time for its era. Not that, not that they're really dragging it out too much, for that time because the formula wasn't so formulaic at that point mm-hmm. that we weren't sort of like, come on, come on, come on. But uh, you do then kind of learn who the killer is. And so there's a little bit of that mystery that isn't really there. So it's not one of those slashers where you either like don't know who the killer is, as you were just saying, Mark, mm-hmm. or it's a killer that like 
you don't really get to see their face. You don't really know what their right. motivation is. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's, it's, you kind of know who it is. You learn the backstory. You're like, okay. Um, and it just, uh, it just didn't really work for me. I was gonna, I had watched this a little bit ago. There's a couple commentaries. So I was going to wait till I got through all those commentaries. I watched a little bit of one, but I just, it's, uh, I just didn't love this one. I wanted to love the forest. That's what I will say. I really wanted so to love it, the forest. I didn't love it. Um, the movies that Don Jones have done, he did. He did a lot of like seventies exploitation stuff. I think he tried to cash in on the craze of slashers as they were starting to sort of, uh, as it was start, they were starting to take off, and it didn't really kind of work out. Um, but it's sort of like a, you know, like a very very low budget sort of local almost. I wouldn't say this is like a homegrown horror, but it's it's. It's fairly close to it and at least does some uh, add some different. Like I said, it adds some different things to the slasher tropes, but um, not great. And probably just something to watch if you are a huge slasher fan. And if you haven't seen it yet, that's probably why you should see it, if at all. Sounds a little bit like The Prey which is a new world movie that we have not yet. Yes. Covered. No, we have not. And that's because but, that has like what several cuts that we all have. So there to are three watch. different cuts. So yeah. mm-hmm. uh, a little, little uh, a teaser for people when we do review yes. it. Yes. The goal is for each of us to watch each individual cut so that potentially we can have our own, take on the movie but i will that's say right. that's right i've watched one of the cuts and it it I, not to uh not not to uh already dive into an episode that we haven't yet done but there is also very much a feeling and it's actually well documented of them not having enough for a full 90 minute feature and being like oh what do we do to fill in the gaps here mm-hmm. so <laughs> Um, the last movie we'll talk about is, uh, again, another movie that came out just this year, which we don't often talk about brand new movies, but, um, so we're taking the real opportunity in this bonus episode to talk about some new movies. And that is, um, nobody. I have an idea. How about I make that lasagna that you love tonight? You know, from scratch, like I used to. I used to work for some very dangerous people. They came after my family. They stole my kitty cat bracelet. And you don't do that. Give me the kitty cat bracelet. It's been a hell of a day. Eric and I watched this and, well, we both fell in love. With we this loved movie. it. Yeah. I, I, I mean, we already both enjoy Bob Odenkirk. And, uh, yeah. And know, as Mark his is work, a big fan, does as well. uh, big fan of Mr. Show from a long, from way He's got back a secret and, past and it's called Mr. Show. <laughs> Yes, is, yes. Yeah. And it's comedy. Um but even good dating back to even like Ben Stiller show and right. you oh, know, yeah. like he's so he's been Better Call Saul, probably a lot of people know him. A, a lot that, of people know him from know. Better Call Saul and Breaking Bad at this point, but but like he had such an extensive history of comedy, uh, also a writer for SNL, um, wrote the uh uh Van Down by the River sketch, mm-hmm. which is did one a lot of Charlie's sort of uh signature sketches on SNL. Which was on a lot of, Second City stage in Chicago. Um, he did a lot of stuff for Tim and Eric. Great, uh, he did right. a lot of. He Tim produced and Eric them. Stuff yeah, he produced that show. Yeah. Yes, uh, and you know, seemed to be like a guy that was definitely very much in a comedy career until you know, better until uh, Bre- Breaking Bad and then uh, Better Call Saul. And I saw him on uh, or I listened to an interview with him on. Um, Howard Stern, where he talked about he trained for this movie for like basically almost two years, like for, for trained in fighting because he mm. was like not good. <laughs> like he did not know what he was doing, <laughs> but he just kept at it and kept at it. And this movie is um, basically about a guy who has a past, gets pushed. I'm trying to be as I'm trying not to spoil anything. So. So help me out, Erica. But yeah, he, you're doing he, a terrible job so far. Well, then explain <laughs> it. Please explain it. Explain I, it. I don't think you should explain too much. I would just say he, he, you know, he's a guy. He's a guy that you've seen. He might be a guy that you work with. 
Right. He's somebody right. that he's a neighbor. He's somebody that you wouldn't think twice about. You wouldn't give a second glance. Uh-huh. But there's, you know, there's more than meets the eye. Yeah. That's all I think you need to say. That's all you can safely say without <laughs> offering a lot of spoilers. Right. I, I do think, it, I mean, at least what is shown in the trailer, which would not be a spoiler, is that there is definitely quite a few fight scenes mm-hmm. with Bob Odenkirk kicking the shit out yeah. of dudes. Basically, and... if you want to see Bob Odenkirk kick some ass, you'll love this movie. <laughs> but it, it's not just like, a, you know, Bob Odenkirk in a John Wick movie. It's it's also like he doesn't he also gets his ass kicked. Like, yeah. it's not just so I think the action is handled really well um, uh, in the movie. And Christopher Lloyd is in it. Christopher Lloyd is in it. He plays uh, uh, Bob Odenkirk's his dad. His dad. Um, it's got a really good cast and I was really uh, impressed. The direction is really good. It does sort of look like he's in any town, Canada, which mm-hmm. I do believe he's somewhat in. So like home for Christmas. Oh, is, he, is, is this no. a home for Christmas universe movie? Wait, hold on. No, is it? No, is it? No, no. Is Andy uh, Rooney in this? <laughs> yeah, Andy Rooney gets a lot of ass in this. <laughs> you know, the thing about getting your ass kicked, uh, that's <laughs> the director of this oh, is uh I was so happy you took the bait on that. <laughs> uh, the director of this is uh, Ilya Nasholler. I I'm totally butchering butchering that name. But he directed um Hardcore Henry, which is that that action movie which was like basically like a an extended video game where you it's like you're it's an all from the point of view of the main character, um, which we never saw, but I always I always thought was really looked cool from the trailers. Now I'd like to check it out because nobody is available for I think still for rental. Um, we both watched it. We immediately rewatched it the next night. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a rewatchable movie. Um, there aren't many movies. That right when they end, I want to immediately rewatch it. But this was one of those movies. If that carries any weight at all. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which, dear listener, you decide if it does or not. I wanted to immediately watch it again when it was over. I can think of one movie right off the top of my head that I had that same feeling. And that was Billy Madison. <laughs> yes. that's because we absolutely did that mark we and, saw it together people might thinking that's a joke it's not I, <laughs> no. Ryan, yes you and i left the theater we, uh, mm-hmm. we saw billy madison we left the theater we hauled ass in our car to pick up friends to take them mm-hmm. back to the theater to catch and the, see the next, next showing, next showing mm-hmm. and enjoyed mm-hmm. it equally as much and this is a movie that when on first viewing i at least i felt this you can tell me if you felt different the first 15 minutes i was like oh we have made a terrible decision no the first 15 <laughs> minutes unless you've seen it but the first 15 minutes you were like okay that's like yeah. you know uh stop looking at me swan and like the shampoo yeah. and conditioner like, and you're like oh, conditioner is better and i was like right. oh boy like, here we go okay i mean yeah. all right but like if this is this the height um and then i think by the time billy madison i've always thought like when he's when he like hits kids in the face with like uh when they're playing dodgeball i think at that point that's when i was like laughing throughout the rest of the movie like at that point yes. i was like i'm in yeah. This is this is great, but it, it, and then you know, by the time that start, they're, they're if like peeing your pants is cool, consider me Miles Davis. <laughs> yeah. And right about the time that they they clown on stilts st- sat up and started singing yeah. like hey, oh, yep. talking yep. about him yep. having a hemorrhage in his head, I was like, yeah, we oh, have hit yeah, comic that song. gold. That song, <laughs> we're coming back. We're yeah, coming we're back getting everybody, and we're coming right back. To be fair to us also, though, just so people don't think that we were just like, everybody, get you. We, that was at a, a cheap bargain theater at the time. Two bucks. Was, uh, two, it was two bucks. At the Saramonte Six, rest in peace. Bay Area, shout out. Um, but yeah, that uh, we did immediately say, you must come see this movie. And I, just for people to know the time capsule uh, while we're on the subject, like when you're like, no. Adam Sandler's in this movie called Billy Madison. You got to watch it. Everyone's like, 
I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we were like, no, Billy trust Madison. us. It's super funny. You got to come see it. We just watched it. We're going to go watch it again. You got to come with us. And people were like, I don't know, dude. <laughs> that was like, people were not sold. I mean, obviously this is his first movie. You know him a little bit from SNL, but people were like, I don't I don't know about that one, dude. Yeah. And then they came and then we converted a bunch of people. Of course, now, Converts. you know, uh, we were ahead of our time because look at him. He's a mega millionaire. <laughs> yes. He, you know, and. Uh, but I would argue that's the best movie he made. Now, well, that and Happy I, Gilmore, I think, are like his. Those are his high water marks there. But I, I, Happy Gilmore is, of course, a classic. And haters out there, please don't yell at me about this. I still think that Billy Madison was better. Um, okay, but that okay. might have been time and place in my life when I, when we had that moment that we went back to the theater. Happy Gilmore is awesome. It, it, like he had two great movies. He's had great movies since. But nothing's hit that high watermark quite the same. Yeah, no, as those not two. quite the same as those two. It, it's a it's a real uh, spoiler when it comes to the bonus episode where we rank all of the Adam Sandler movies. Ooh, how high does <laughs> is that next? You make it. <laughs> <laughs> Wait to find out. <laughs> God, uh, is, is you know what? Controversy pick. Waterboy is going to be at the bottom. Yeah. No. Oh, no Foosball is the devil. Oh. Foosball is oh. the devil. Man, yeah. I don't know. A lot well. of people love Waterboy. That would be a real controversial. Uh, controversial. I would That's put... little Nikki's saving grace, Waterboy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only thing that saves you, little Nikki. They were, they're going to be like, he put Spanglish ahead of. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, he did. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. Hold on. Waterboy? I hope that we're doing. Wait, is that the bonus? Are we doing the bonus episode now for that? Or should- <laughs> it feels like we are. It feels like we are. But in prep for it, and the listening audience of how many ever people can enjoy this, uh, we should put a box around it though, because like Spanglish, uh, some of the more dramatic and, and like uh, uncut gems is not going into this list. This is the pure. No? Well, you're no, talking about pu- pure, you're talking pure, like there's no pure, punch love. You're going pure Adam Sandler comedy list. That's what you're comedy saying. Comedy list. Comedy right. list. Exactly. They still are going to go like, wait, Grown Ups and Grown Ups 2 are ranking higher yeah. than Waterboy? That's right. still we'll where you also, we'll also, Billy Madison is ranking higher than Uncut Gems, which I thought was amazing. So, uh, but I, I love that movie. I'm not, I'm not making oh, a joke. Okay. You guys laughed at me. I loved no, it. No, okay. No, I, but, we haven't seen it. We haven't seen it. On Cut oh, Cut, I, so. I absolutely loved it. But that is a drama. So you, sure, like we sure. have to move those this out. Is Adam Sandler comedies, as, as we know, yes. that's, that will yeah, be yeah. the eventual bonus episode where we, <laughs> for the appropriate for the new world podcast, where we just rank adam sandler comedy films that's that's the episode that everybody who listens to the new world podcast is waiting for us to do the new sandler podcast they're like oh yeah i'm glad to hear their thoughts on steaming and too hot to handle and death race 2000 and death's port but where do they stand on all of the Adam Sandler comedies. That's what I'm really listening to this podcast. How do they for. feel about Fifty First Dates? I need to know. <laughs> Where does that rank? Well, as we round out this bonus episode, let's take a moment and call out uh, some of the cities that have been listening to us. We uh, had in an earlier episode uh, some of the uh, uh, we wanted to highlight some of the cities where people are listening to us. Uh, uh, if you live in a city that you want us to call out and and congratulate for being a high-ranking listening city to the new world podcast please uh please invite your friends tell everybody that you know uh bride people (laughs) uh please to listen to us um tell your town newspaper your your town newspaper (laughs) please Uh, get a local journalist to listen even if it's an obituary just go ahead and post it (laughs) Uh, the number one, of course, always or very frequently is Los Angeles. Uh, that's no Woo. mystery. Uh, yeah. Uh, n- number two, Minneapolis. Oh. A city that 
I got to say, um, probably should be focusing on other things in our podcast, but I'm glad that you're listening. So I'm happy about that. Uh, Number three, and this shows up in in our top five all the time, is the uh, unknown city where people obviously don't have an IP address that they can track that down. So thank you very much. Off the grid. I like it. Hi. But... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> popular but with it, people like that are uh under police protection mm-mm. and uh mm-hmm. have I their like I- have brand new identities they're living in <laughs> a brand new neighborhood with a brand new name turn that state's evidence and listen to the new world podcast i say that all the time love it remember that new name don't forget um number four <laughs> a new one on the list at five percent paris france Hey! Ooh, la la, c'est magnifique. <laughs> there you go, Paris. Welcome, welcome, Paris. Yeah, welcome, welcome. Oh, that's nice. Paris. Yeah, tell your local newspaper, Paris. <laughs> Je m'appelle New World Podcast. <laughs> and then rounding out number five is our good friends to the north and also five percent san francisco so the same yeah. by the san thank you so we're much beloved we're beloved sarah monty six shout out san francisco <laughs> remember your old cheap movie theaters that are now gone remember them <clears throat> yeah well that was great that's hey i'm glad people are listening it's always fun to see that other people are listening, particularly in other countries. That's mm. so exciting mm-hmm. and so cool. So that is exciting. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this podcast, for listening to this bonus episode. Please, if you haven't, go out and watch Psycho Gorman. Please, God, go out and watch that. Watch the editor. Watch, uh, get that uh, second volume of Forgotten Gialli, if you haven't, Vinegar Syndrome. Get a hold of that. Get the third one, but don't watch it. Wait for us to get there. We're going to get there by 2023. <laughs> we're all going to do one big FaceTime video where we're all going to watch it together. That's right. Let's do yeah. it. Uh, we're going to do it. No, we're going to we're going to get on that. We're going to watch those Giallis. Um, I'm excited for it. I really want to watch those. This is a good excuse. But definitely check out Psycho Gorman. I just loved it. What a great film. Uh, check out Nobody if you haven't seen that. Check mm-hmm. that one out as well. Please write us if you have questions or you want to comment. Write us info at newworldpodcast.com. Hit us up on Twitter. We're also on Instagram and your dusty old Facebook. Remember Facebook? Um, and we'll see you next time on the New World Podcast. Bye, everybody.